Hold on. Uh, and hold on, I got a smile for the thumbnail. Smile for the thumbnail. That is a new phrase in my life. Smile for the thumbnail. And I'm doing it, and I'm doing it for YouTube, and it takes a minute, and there we have it. The smile for the thumbnail. And now we are going live on YouTube on the Comedy Channel. And we are live on Facebook Live. And you can listen to us on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. It is a Saturday night in America, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tony Visick, and I am bringing you a show. Hello, Sherry Yui. Hello, Vicki Greenwald. We're bringing you a show that we call uh, Living on a Thin Line. We do it now. Here's the schedule. If you want to know the schedule, there is now a schedule for this show. Every day at 2 p.m., except Saturdays, when we'll come to you Saturday night at 7. Every day is at 2 p.m., except for Saturdays, when we'll come to you Saturday night at 7. Uh, so we're calling it the Saturday Night Special Comedy Jubilee. Uh, I'll see if I can make it funny. I know that I uh, will be able to um, keep talking to you. And people are lining up right now. We got Randy Hauser in from Phoenix, Jerry Visick from Woodland Hills, Kelly Wilson from, I'm assuming, either Kentucky or Florida. We've got friends from St. Louis, Missouri, all joining us right now for the Saturday night show. Uh, this is episode, I believe, 19. This is our 19th now. We started doing this just when the, um, uh, the crisis, for lack of a better term, uh, was really beginning to hit, and they began to shut everything down. Uh, but you can't really shut Americans down. That's the thing. You can throw a lot of roadblocks in front of us. Uh, and right now, a uh, hello, Tim Lawson. And folks, you can say hi. I'll talk to you. I'll answer your questions. We got fun stuff for you tonight. You throw a lot of roadblocks in front of us. Um, you can uh, throw a lot of gut punches our way, but we will always find a way to uh, not only survive, but thrive. So I'm not the only one doing these Facebook Live events. A lot of people are doing them. A lot of people are starting to uh, uh, do things uh, much more through video conferencing. Uh, I hope that you are safe and sane wherever you are. I hope that your emotional well-being is good. I know, whoa, I just totally, my Facebook just totally went off. Totally went off, and I lost everybody for a second. And let's go back. There we go. Start live video. And there we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. And it's causing an issue. It's not popping up. It's not popping up. We're having an issue right now starting the uh, live video. It might be there's just too many people doing it. Uh, we're going to try it one more time. There we go. Um, yeah, folks, we're going to have a uh, minor issue here. I know that someone had an issue with this earlier today. I apologize. Uh, we're going to, uh, I don't know if we're going to stay on and keep trying to go on YouTube. Uh, you can listen on uh, YouTube right now, and uh, on, you can watch on YouTube on the Comedy Channel while we try to figure out exactly what went on here with uh, Facebook Live that totally threw us off. I'm going to try it one more time, and it doesn't really seem to be working. Let's just get totally out of that right now. Um, and we're going to look here. Trey Goodman commented on your post. Um... Uh, that's it. We're kind of in a holding pattern here because I think almost all of you were watching me on Facebook Live. Uh, live now. Okay. Uh, technical difficulties. Have you got me now? Uh, 
Am I live right now? We should be live right now. Let me know. Someone, the last thing I got was Kelly Wilson saying technical difficulties. And I'm looking to see uh, if anybody else there. It's kind of freezing. It's kind of freezing is what's going on. So um, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Let's see. Uh, someone, uh, let's try it one more time. Let's get totally out of Facebook. Let's go back in. Let's switch over to here. Let's go to what's on your mind. Let's go to go live and start live video. And it doesn't quite seem, maybe we're there. Okay, we're live again. We're live again. So for all of you who kind of popped off, please try to pop back on. It kind of disappeared on us for a second. I don't know what happened. Uh, right now you're seeing me reset the, uh, the entire thing itself back into its holder. All right, I hope that we get everybody to come back. That was a, uh, those things are going to happen on occasion. You know, I'm not going to let it flip me out too bad. But uh, we're going to have these, uh, these minor things going on. But we have popped back on. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get everyone back here in a second. Uh, and uh, there we got someone back. We just got a thumbs up. I don't know who it was, though. Uh, people are starting to come back in. I, yeah, it was just a weird thing. Anyway, you know what? I'm not going to belabor it too much. Here's my brother, Jerry. Jerry, uh, say something. Say hi. I see that you're back on so that we uh, got this all together. I got fun stuff for you guys tonight as soon as we get past these technical technical difficulties but we are gonna uh, come back on but earlier we had uh, here's randy uh there's kelly wilson back there's jerry visick back okay we're gonna uh we're gonna keep this train rolling all night long the train kept it rolling all night long uh we're gonna we're gonna you know what we're gonna meet new and different challenges uh almost every day now almost every day and we're gonna meet them hey there we are there we are we're gonna meet them and we're gonna surmount them um, first off, uh, for everybody out there, I hope that you're healthy, okay? And if you are uh, uh, feeling under the weather that you uh, know that you are, we are going to get better, you know, that we know that you're going to get better. Um, and I know a lot of people are under a lot of stress right now. We've now broke down into two groups, and that is people who are working at all and people who are working themselves half to death. Uh, and the reason for that is so many people, all my lovely friends who are in uh, teaching professions and uh, uh, so many professions where you were going to speak to people publicly. You're now working twice as hard because you're doing teleconferencing and you're doing Zoom webinars and you're, uh, you've had to learn a new way to teach. Several people I know have had to learn how to do that and it's been exhausting, but we've gotten through this week and we are here now. Uh, so anyway, look, I'm going to kick off with some of the things I got here. Hello, Jim Perry, uh, with some of the things I got here to show you, uh, because every, uh, every show we show you, uh, some novelty or knickknack or doodad or right here from the home office, right here from the home office, uh, here in the outskirts of Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, we show you the things that we have here. We've decided that we've got enough stuff in this office. You can't really see it from here. You can see some of the stuff in the back there. You see the baseball pennants and whatnot. But we got enough stuff here to keep you entertained uh, for the long haul. So the first thing we're going to show you, this is cool, and I'm going to give you the history of how I got it. Hold on. All right. Uh, here it is. Look at that. 
Everybody see that on Facebook? Yes. Everybody see that on YouTube? Yes. Okay. What is that, ladies and gentlemen? What is that? That is an autographed Jerry Rice. That is an autographed Jerry Rice. It's a little dusty there. I should have knocked the dust off. Uh, my pre-production isn't what it should be. All right. The uh, incredible San Francisco 49er who with Joe Montana went on to uh, give us so many great and memorable NFL moments. Uh, incredible receiver. Incredible player. I got this, uh, auto this uh, uh, autograph picture. I didn't have to buy this. No, no, no. I did not have to buy it. But I did not have... Jerry Rice did not sign it for me personally, but I'll tell you how I got an autographed Jerry Rice was uh, I had a student in my workshop 15 years ago named Josh McDermott, and Josh not only was a, a very promising student, and the story doesn't end there by a long shot, was a very promising student. He also, he also, no, I did not steal it, Shale. Uh, Shale Brenner says you stole it. Uh, he also worked as a producer for a morning radio show called the Tim and Willie Show here in Phoenix, Arizona on, um, oh gosh, Buck Owens Station, which was uh, uh, KNIX, KNIX, all right? And so a lot of celebrities would come in there and it was, it was a, a producer job on radio is not like being a producer in the movies or television. It's not a one-up. It's a one, it's, it's a really hard-working job. And while the uh, DJs off on those morning shows were making uh, uh, fantastical amounts of money, the producers were making, you know, waiter money, you know. But uh, it was a great experience for him. He loved doing it. He had to get up at 3 in the morning every morning to be at the station at 5. And they interviewed everybody in the entire world. It was a very popular and powerful radio station. And for some reason, one day he walked into my office when I, when I was leasing a theater in Scottsdale. I was leasing a space that I turned into a theater. He goes, here, I got this for you. And he gave me that autograph of Jerry Rice. And then I took it and had it framed. So Josh McDermott was a promising student who, just as a favor to me out of the goodness of his heart, got Jerry Rice to sign a picture and gave it to me. And I thought that was pretty neat. Josh McDermott was a promising student, and he was a radio show producer. Uh, he had never been to Los Angeles, and then one night after one of my classes, he and I drove from Phoenix, Arizona, to my home in Los Angeles. So the first time he was ever in L.A., he stayed at my house, uh, stayed at my house a few times. Eventually, he got on a show called Last Comic Standing, and then eventually from there, he got an agent, and eventually from there, he ended up on some silly show called Retired at 35, and eventually he ended up as a regular on The Walking Dead. Eugene on The Walking Dead. So Eugene, who, the man who plays Eugene on The Walking Dead, when he was a younger guy, went and got me an autograph of Jerry Rice. And I think that's uh, pretty fucking cool. So uh, that's one thing I'm going to show you. We're going to talk albums now. We're going to talk music, talk about uh, some of the things in my record collection. And the reason that we do this, the reason we're doing this show. Why are we doing this show? It was uh, suggested to me. It was suggested to me by a man named Jim Lacey who um, uh, is a, a really talented and creative guy who I've gotten to know totally and completely from uh, um, social media. And totally and completely, for the most part, even though we'd been friends for some reason, you know, he's a friend of a friend, and we uh, got friended on social media, uh, became good friends, good friends uh, during the crisis. And he was very complimentary of some of the things that I had been doing. And it was his suggestion. He goes, why don't you do this on a regular basis? during this so 
people may have something to look forward to. And what he also forgot to maybe mention is that I would have something to look forward to as well. So uh, we decided to do it, and uh, now it's a part of uh, Shirley and I's day. I don't know what your day consisted of. I can kind of guess what your day consisted of. Your day probably consisted of uh, what my day consisted of, which was, for the most part, staying home. Um, but we did, for the first time, I'll tell you what we did today, for the first time about a week, for the first time in about a week, we left the neighborhood. Now, for the most part, we've been here in the house, but we've got enough house to be able to wander around comfortably, even though it's a small house. It's enough house for the both of us to wander around in comfortably. And we've got a backyard, uh, which is full of weeds, and that's been one of our projects, is pulling these weeds. Uh, I just really let the weeds go this year because I, so I was so darn busy and rock and rolling so hard that uh, I totally let the yard go, going, I'll just hire some guy to do it. But now we are getting the yard back in shape. And we also have uh, a park not too far from us here that I'm able to still walk the dog in. So I've been able to do that on a regular basis, and I'm very grateful for that, to be able to have uh, that kind of comfortable social distancing space to be able to um, uh, function in. I don't go out and hang out in the park. I, I see people still in the park where there's still kids getting on the playground uh, on the swings and stuff. I don't know about that. It's not my job to uh, yell at people. Um, there's people out playing disc golf. Uh, some people seem perfectly fine. Some people are perfectly fine. You know, people were shut-ins. This is their deal. So uh, we did that this morning. Lovely day here in Arizona, by the way. Lovely uh, in the 80s with a, a mild breeze. But then we went to the store. Okay, we hadn't been to the store in over a week. And the truth be known... There's not a lot that we really needed. I think when this all first happened, so many of us uh, panicked and ran to the store buying things. Um, I kind of saw this coming a little bit when I left my brother Jerry's house. The uh, first week of March, I was there visiting my, uh, my wonderful bro brother and my lovely daughter. And uh, uh, I was washing my hands the whole time there and washing my hands back and, and pumping gas, gas with uh, uh, plastic wrap around my hands. And then we got back here and uh, um, uh, we got in a few things because I said, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And of course, with each passing day, the, um, uh, the rules and suggestions as to how we should function so that we can live uh, have uh, gotten uh, more and more interesting, haven't they? They've gone from uh, no groups of 250 to no groups of 100 to no groups of 50 to no groups of 25 to less than 10 to shelter in place, uh, to be three feet apart, six feet apart. Now they're saying we should wear masks. And, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a genius. I'm not an expert. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I'm following everything uh, to the best I can, like you, just like you. I'm doing the best I can. So uh, we did go to the store today, and for the first time, we, our darling granddaughter, Selma, uh, who is all of 10 years old, and lives with her, uh, her mom, Amy, and her uh, father, Simon, who's on the front lines. He's a frontline guy, uh, you know, because he, he's in the medical field. Uh, sh they mailed us some masks they made, and they're just darling and cute. But we went out today wearing masks, not so much to... Um, uh, most of these masks aren't going to protect you, I suppose, but they might protect others if you're ill. Uh, they might help a little bit. So for the first time, we went out with masks and went to the store wearing, uh, wearing gloves, wearing plastic gloves, and we bought a few things. Now, here's the cool thing. I'm at a uh, Fry's 
grocery store out here where we live, and we've got about three major places to shop out here. Walmart, Fries, and Bashes. There's also a 99-cent store at a Dollar General store, but it's a small town, about 60,000 people. Uh, I didn't want to go to Walmart, okay? Uh, so we went to Fry's, and then Shirley and I split up. We didn't split up. We're, we're together. We're happy. Uh, we split up, and I go, you go over there, and I'm going to go get um, – I used, still use nicotine lozenges for smoking sensation, cessation, but used them for 12 years. 12 years, nicotine lozenges. I was buying nicotine lozenges one time, and the uh, clerk said to me, he said, you're trying to quit smoking? I went, oh, I've quit smoking. Smoking is not the issue. The issue is nicotine. So I went to buy them, but as I was walking through the store, I saw several people. I saw several people in their shopping carts. They had toilet paper. That's right. I call it toilet paper. They had uh, like 12-pack rolls of toilet paper, and I went, hot diggity. Things are getting better. Things are getting better. They got the toilet paper. So um, uh, I, I went over where I was, and they're not even taking it out of the boxes now. They're just cutting open boxes and putting it on the shelves. But it was the middle of the day, and I got one of the last few packages of it. Not that it was a uh, dire need for us at this point, but uh, in that case, I'm going to be better safe than sorry. So we got that. We got a few items. We were um, a little surprised at the uh, demeanor of uh, most of the people in the store. Keep in mind, Arizona uh, certainly has the virus uh, here in the state, and um, um, God rest their souls. Unfortunately, we have lost a few. But for the most part, it is not, at this moment, on this day, uh, massively prevalent. It's certainly not New York City prevalent or uh, Louisiana prevalent or, or anything like that. But uh, the, um, the demeanor of most of the people there were fairly, was fairly cavalier. Shirley and I tried to do the, make sure we were doing the six-foot distancing from people. Uh, there were some people that weren't. Uh, we were wearing masks, but very, and a few other people were, but for the most part, they weren't. But we got our goods, and we got out, and it felt kind of good because there was just a little normalcy to it. Going to the grocery store and a little normalcy to it. But we're basically set where if we didn't have to leave this building for two or three weeks now, minimum, we would be perfectly fine, maybe longer if we had to. But uh, that's what we, that was our big outing today was a two of the store. And um, um, I even, and then I did some work in the yard, gave my dog a bath, gave my dog a bath, all right? Uh, cleaned up myself for this show, and now I'm talking to you. So you can tell me, I'd love to know, Linda James Johnson, how your day was, Stefan George, how your day is, Charles Kaminsky, uh, Alfonso, uh, how your day's going, Shale, anybody who would like to pop on, Randy, any, oh, Jesus, it just went off again. Uh, we know what, we're going to keep popping on and off here. And I apologize. What's going on here? Uh, there we are, back again. Uh, this is going to be an interesting Facebook Live because it's going to be in chunks and pieces. In chunks and pieces. Uh, and it usually seems to be happening when I'm touching the phone. So for the, those of you who see it on YouTube, you, can kinda, you know what's going on here. And of course... Those of you on Comedy Schools, RadioNetwork.com, here's people popping back on again. And that's what I'm talking about, is that uh, people are not uh, prone to just quit right now. Uh, people are going to go, we're going to keep on keeping on. That's what we're going to do. Uh, but I don't know how many people will get back. And I don't know if maybe it's 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. 
might not be the most opportune time right now to uh, do this. But we'll wait and see if we get a few, me few more people back on. This will be historic, ladies and gentlemen. This will be historic. The uh, years from now, we'll talk about uh, that this was the way that we connected and that this was the way that we uh, communicated and some of the issues and problems that we ran into. Uh, Brother Jer is back. I don't know who else is back. I'm not touching this uh, there. Uh, Shale Brenner is watching. Jerry, hey again. I'm not touching this thing anymore right now uh, until we wrap up because that seems to be when I begin to um, uh, have a couple of issues here. So I want to get to the record portion of the show where I show you records and I talk about the artists that uh, I'm either going to recommend if you've never listened to them before. And especially if you're younger, if you're younger, uh, a lot of these you go, wow, that was like before I was born. And it's true. Most of the music that I'm putting up right now is going to be from uh, before you were born. Uh, usually came out uh, when I was in junior high or high school. Uh, although we'll progress through that as well, too. But for me, being born in 1955, when I got older, I went back and I discovered uh, artists like uh, Jerry Lee Lewis and Little Richard and uh, uh, the big uh, Richie Valens. And then I even went back further and, and discovered artists like uh, Glenn Miller and Frank Sinatra. Um, Kelly Wilson said, today, I almost forgot the project done that I started two weeks ago. I'm proud that I won't quit till I get it done. Yes, Kelly. We're going to finish our projects. That's one of the things we're going to do. We're going to come out of this better. We're going to, we're going to be, you know what? We're all going to be like the $6 million man when it's done. We'll be better, stronger, faster. Um, uh, so if you, if this music is old to you, you might want to go out and check it out. You know, old can be new again. So the first thing we're going to show you, and this is uh, 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 Jeremy Schwartz is watching. Hello, Jeremy. The first thing we're going to show you, and this is an album that everybody my age is familiar with, or at least the songs on it. And here we go. I almost showed it upside down. Sorry about that. Bam! Everybody see that? Everybody see that? Everybody see that? Everybody see that? What is that? Okay. If you're a certain age, you know what that is. That is Bob Dylan, Highway 61, a revisit it. This is one of the albums that shaped what music sounded like for the next 25 or 30 years. Uh, let me tell you what was on this particular album. Uh, like a Rolling Stone, okay, which was a game changer in music. Tombstone Blues, uh, it takes a lot to laugh. It takes a train to cry. And by the way, the, uh, the refrain in that is, If I don't make it, I know my baby will. So um, uh, let's see, from Buick Six, Ballad of a Thin Man. Oh, there's something going on here, but you don't know what it is. Do you, Mr. Jones? Uh, Queen Jane, approximately. Highway 61, Revisited. And, of course, uh, wow, Desolation Row. Uh, the uh, personnel on this album, of course, was Bob Dylan on harmonica, uh, guitar, harmonica, piano, and police car. Okay, Jerry says, my brother Jerry says, one of his all-time favorite Dylan albums. Sure. Uh, Mike Bloomfield, the legendary a uh, great guitarist you totally forgotten now. And we're going to talk about him more in the coming days. Mike Bloomfield on guitar. Al Cooper. Al Cooper uh, on, um, on organ and piano. Paul Griffin on piano and organ. A guy named Bobby Gregg on drums. I don't know what happened to Bobby Gregg. Harvey Goldstein on bass and Charlie McCoy on guitar. And then also two other guys, Frank Owen on piano and a guy named Russ uh, Savukas on bass. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't know. I would, it would be interesting to find out 
what else Frank Owens and uh, Russ uh, Savukas did because uh, I mentioned Al Cooper on organ and piano on this particular album. And uh, Al Cooper was an amazing guy, a prolific musician uh, who uh, went with Mike Bloomfield. And I don't know if he, uh, if he, um, uh, if he asked Mike Bro Bloomfield, hey, I got to go. I got to be in there, man. I heard they're doing something special in there. Uh, they were, uh, it was, this whole thing was recorded in New York. I'm trying to see if I can see the, uh, where it was recorded. Uh, it does not say where, uh, manufactured by Columbia Records, uh, West 52nd Street, New York. Uh, we could probably look it up later and see which studio it was recorded in. But um, Al Cooper showed up and Al Cooper uh, was a piano player and a prolific musician but he had never played the organ, and Dylan was fooling around with um, uh, uh, like a Rolling Stone. And they said, well, we're going to need an uh, organ player. Or, and then they asked him, so you're a piano player, you can play organ? And he said, yes. And he'd never played the organ before in his entire life. Didn't know the first thing about it. So that song, Like a Rolling Stone, which many people, it starts out with a bam, with a rim shot on the uh, snare drum, and then into organ right away, was called the... Uh, uh, the snare shot that was heard around the world, and then that iconic uh, opening with the organ music by a man who had never played the organ before. Al Cooper went on to do some pretty interesting things after that. I'd uh, done some interesting things before that, but notably after that, he farmed a band. Uh, he wanted to, he wanted to marry rock and roll and uh, and horns. And at the time, hello Greg Paul, hello Trey Goodman. At the time, those two were almost like two separate things. Soul music had horns, rock and roll did not. Uh, that was kind of the thought on it right now. The Beatles weren't using horns. The Rolling Stones weren't using horns. They would, but they wouldn't, weren't at that time. So um, uh, Al Cooper went on to farm Blood, Sweat, and Tears. was his band. Did one album with them. Quit. They hired a guy named David Clayton Thomas. He produced the album, and they put out the uh, song Spinning Wheel, which uh, you couldn't get away from for about 25 years. And then later on... And then later on, he discovered and produced uh, Leonard Skinnerd. So uh, what's up with you, Greg Paul? How's things, man? How's things in Radioland? Very uh, talented man, great friend of ours, Greg Paul, who is, um, the last I checked, the news director at AM550 KFYI here in Phoenix. So uh, Trey, Trey's here, Trey's here, Greg's here. A lot of people here know one another. So anyway, if you, have, if you haven't revisited Dylan, if you haven't revisited Bob Dylan, and particularly Highway 61 Revisit, damn it, do it. You'll enjoy it. Now, this next one's pretty obscure. It's pretty obscure. All right? And keep in mind, with YouTube, though, nothing has to be uh, obscure. You can, um, uh, Greg Paul says, COVID-19 hell. Yeah, yeah, it's tough on everybody right now. And that's why we're all doing the things that we're doing, okay, to keep uh, uh, body, mind, and soul together, including um, this particular little show. Uh, and we even, we even got over a couple of technical difficulties tonight in order to uh, continue on with you. Um, here, this is pretty obscure, but like I said, with YouTube, nothing is obscure because you can just YouTube it. And sometimes you just don't. A lot of times at YouTube, you just go down a rabbit hole. You're watching one thing, then another thing, then another thing. And then all of a sudden you look up four hours later and go, what the hell was that? So I'm giving you specific things to check out. Now, here's something. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Hello, Randy. 
Randy from Hollywood. Uh, Greg is funny as fuck. Yes, he is, Trey. All right, so what are we looking at here? Very obscure album, okay, called Here We Are Again by Country Joe and the Fish. So Country Joe McDonald, when you think of San Francisco bands of the 60s, uh, if you think about them at all, uh, the one that is endured to this day, of course, is uh, the Grateful Dead. There is an iteration of the Grateful Dead called Dead and Company, which are still vibrant and still uh, real. And um, it kind of made me feel sort of good. I went on Vivid Seats the other day, just looking at tickets, because uh, I've bought a lot of concert and uh, sports tickets on Vivid Seats, because it's kind of a legalized scalping thing. And when uh, uh, tickets are all sold out to a basketball game or something, you can get them uh, on Vivid Seats. But it made me feel kind of good to see that some of the July shows that Dead & Company have scheduled are still on the schedule. They haven't canceled uh, those shows yet. Now, what the future holds, will they be able to have you know, 50,000 people in Wrigley Field to listen to an enduring and wonderful uh, and uh, spiritual and at the same time hard-driving rock band? I don't know. But right now, uh, you can still buy, uh, you still buy uh, scalp tickets on the secondary market see Den Company at Wrigley Field this summer. Um, and I tell you what, if it gets to be this summer and we can go, I think I'm going. God knows I got the airline tickets. Right now, at this moment in time, ladies and gentlemen, you know, and I'm not a look back guy. Once something happens, I go, don't look back. My big problem, like so many may be projecting into the future, and I don't know what the future holds, but... Um, um, I am supposed to be in St. Louis, Missouri at this very moment. I was supposed to conduct an all-day workshop in St. Louis. And then the uh, wonderful and talented Abhinav Goyal, a young man who we've, uh, 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 we think the world of that we've been kind of developing and bringing along, was, uh, is supposed to be on stage right now at the Gaslight Theater in St. Louis. He's not. I'm not. But I'm here with you. And we're doing this. And we're going to be okay. Uh, so I kind of got off on a tangent here. Uh, as I was showing you the album and talking about Country Joe and the Fish, when you think of San Francisco bands, you think of the Grateful Dead, you think of Jefferson Airplane, you think of Quicksilver Messenger Service, and you think of Big Brother and the Holding Company. Those were the big four. But you don't think about Country Joe and the Fish, but they were a tight band, very psychedelic rock and roll. Uh, there was not a lot on this album that became a big hit, even on... Um, uh, FM, Here I Go Again would have been the biggest one. Um, and then uh, not a lot on here that was like, wow, you got to listen to this. Although you got to listen to this album. If you want to listen to authentic, uh, an authentic and unique form of music, 60s uh, psychedelic uh, San Francisco music, Country Joe and the Fish. And this is one of their more obscure albums. Uh, Here I Go Again is a fantastic album, a very song, very melodious um, and also Maria. So you want to check out that. Now, Country Joe, Trey Goodman says, I'm supposed to be in Moscow September 21st, but who knows? Who knows, buddy? Who knows? We just got to walk in faith, ladies and gentlemen. Back to Country Joe and the Fish. Uh, Country Joe uh, never achieved the fame or notoriety of many of the San Francisco bands, but what he did become famous for, hello, Robin Keller. Uh, what he did become famous for was at the... Woodstock, uh, 400,000 people coming together for three days of fun and music and nothing but fun and music. Uh, he led something uh, called the Fish Cheer. 
and uh, things were a mess at Woodstock. Bands weren't, couldn't get in. The uh, the highway was shut down. The kids had torn down the fence. What was supposed to be a paid show became a free concert. Uh, they were having the helicopter bands in, uh, and I don't even know if Country Joe had his band with him. It was someone else's band. Hello, Arthur Belkind. Hello, Ron Robertson. Hello to everyone. Um, he led something from uh, the stage called the Fish Cheer that was captured, of course, in the mo movie Woodstock. Give me an F. F. Give me a U. U. Give me a C. C. Give me a K. K. What's that spell? Fuck. What's that spell? Fuck. So that was on the album, the album Woodstock, the triple album, and was also in the movie. Uh, and then he sang... Um, one, two, three, what are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn. Next stop is a Vietnam. And it became an iconic moment in American pop culture and the anti-war uh, movement, I suppose. Uh, but it was a big deal for there to be a, a, a record album with the word uh, fuck in it. Kelly Wilson said, be the first one of your block to have your boy sent home in a box. And it's one, two, three. Hello, Lily. Hello, how are you? Uh, my brother's wonderful uh, fiance, uh, girlfriend, uh, Lily's on. Uh, it was it was still a big deal. You couldn't say that on the radio. You couldn't say it on television. You had to remember that just uh, less than 10 years before that, a guy named Jack Parr had been fired from The Tonight Show for using the term water closet because it was referring to a bathroom, and you couldn't do that on broadcast television. So I had the album. My parents found out I had the album, and they took it away from me. I was 13 years old because uh, there were curse words on it. And yeah, my parents would drink and curse. They cursed like drunken sailors. Of course, my mom would then try to cut back on her uh, cursing and just uh, kind of uh, alphabetize it. She would not, she'd never say motherfucker. She'd go, oh, those MFers. Oh, that a-hole. He's an, he's an MF and a-hole. That's what he is. That MF and a-hole. uh -huh. <laughs> so they took the album away from me and I did not get it back from them until uh, I graduated from uh, high school. Uh, Ethan Watkins says, take your shirt off. I'm going to pass, Ethan. going to pass on taking my shirt off. Arthur Belgine said, Lenny Bruce said it. Yes, and Lenny Bruce got arrested for it many, many times. Take a little water break here. So um, those are two albums that you can go back and listen to if you haven't listened to them in a long time. If you don't know the music uh, and you're curious, you can uh, Google it or you can you look at it at YouTube and maybe it'll bring some uh, light and joy into your heart, into your daily routine. Okay, and they, uh, country, uh, country Joe and the Fish and, of course, Bob Dylan. Almost anything by Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan, who uh, was putting out music in the early 60s, now has a 17-minute song about Jen F. Kennedy, which I haven't listened to yet. No, I haven't been actually busy. Uh, what have I been busy with? Uh, first, we got busy because we got busy because we got shut down. We got shut down completely. Every show that we had, every seminar we had, every workshop that we had, totally shut down, and we were dead in the water, and we worked like a dickens to uh, rectify that. So we have been busy with that. Uh, we are now doing uh, Zoom workshops, and man... It's not what we wanted to do. We always wanted to do it as something extra with what we did, but now it is what we do, and it seems to be working out okay. Uh, I didn't, I've got an advanced workshop going right now on Zoom on Wednesday nights. 
And starting this Thursday, I have a beginning workshop. And people are signing up, not just from around the country, but from around the world. Uh, some people from Australia have sh uh, signed up for my beginning workshop. If you're interested, if you're sitting there going, man, I got to do something. I got to do something new. I got to do something different. I got to do something uh, besides what I'm doing all the time. I got to take my mind off of this. This Thursday at um, 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, I'm uh, beginning the first of uh, five sessions of my beginning stand-up comedy workshop. It doesn't just cover stand-up comedy. It covers creativity. Uh, I almost wanted to call it uh, creativity in comedy, but I, I didn't want to confuse the issue. But uh, if you're looking for something to do, you can scroll on my Facebook page and you can see how to sign up. You can send me a message. You can see how to sign up there. But we're doing a, uh, a beginning. I talked with a, another uh, person today who's signed up. So we're getting folks signed up for this beginning stand-up comedy workshop on Zoom. So Wednesday, we have the advanced class. You can't join that because it's already in progress. Um, Thursday, 6 p.m., our first, our very first beginning stand-up comedy workshop on Zoom. If you know anybody who is interested in doing that, please send them our way. Hello, Robert Morgan. Hello, Craig Jacobson. Uh, I think I already said hi to Tim, but hi again, Tim Lawson. So uh, please uh, send them our way. And uh, we're making it fun and different and unique. You know, we're thinking about comedy in the age of Zoom. Notice that I'm calling it in the age of Zoom as opposed to the age of uh, Corona because uh, we are finding new ways to connect, new ways to communicate, new ways to uh, share our, uh, our thoughts, our feelings, our laughter, our hearts and souls with one another. And uh, it takes a little doing. It takes a little doing. You know, several years ago, uh, a very funny guy named Patton Oswalt gave a talk where he held up a cell phone and he said to everybody there in a berating kind of way, a bunch of young people who really admired Patton, saying, you have more technology in your cell phone than Orson Welles had when he made Citizen Kane. You can go out and make your own movies. And he was right, except for one thing. All the kids he was talking to were not Orson Welles. They didn't have the training and the technique and the hours of learning how to write and rehearse and perform that Orson Welles had. They also didn't have his vision. Greg uh, Paul says, zoom, 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 zoom. Remember that, a kid's show? Yeah, I kind of vaguely do. Hi, Lily. Hi. I know some of you were on earlier, and then we got knocked off, and some of you are coming back. So uh, hi to you. Um, so a lot of people are going to be communicating this way. A lot of people could be communicating on YouTube. A lot of people could communicating on Facebook Live. A lot of people already doing a lot of podcasts. But how are you really going to get your point across? How are you going to really get your feelings across? How are you going to let people know what's going on inside in a way that excites and interests them? Okay? With that, that takes sometimes a little work. Okay? So if you're interested in that sort of thing, uh, maybe we can help. I don't know. I hope we can. All right? Uh, write me. Write me on Messenger. Write me at ComedySchools at Hotmail.com. Stay in touch. All right? Write me. Let me know what's going on with you. Um, and maybe we can help you with that. Okay? Because we're going to find ways to communicate like this. Find new ways to do it. I pointed out the other day that so much of the great uh, entertainment that you know and love was not done in front of live audiences. I love live audiences. They're great. I'll love live audiences again when I return to a stage in front of live audiences, and you bet you we will. You know, um, there's been other times in American history when we weren't able to uh, uh, 
have live audiences, have shows, and we found uh, new technology and new ways to be able to reach one another. Uh, but then we got back after the Spanish flu of uh, the beginning uh, of the 20th century around the beginning and end of World War I. All right, after that, it was the roaring 20s. All right, and more live entertainment you could shake a stick at. But at the same time, a brand new medium, the medium of radio and the medium of records had been born out of that situation, not totally out of that situation, but they became alive with that. And people then sit in their houses next to their radio and be able to connect with music a thousand miles away, the way many of you and I are communicating right now. So I love live audiences, but most, a lot of the great entertainment that you know and love is not done in front of a live audience. We were talking about these record albums. We were talking about uh, Bob Dylan's Highway 61 Revisited. That wasn't done in front of an audience. I was done in, that, uh, in the very sterile, antiseptic environment of a recording studio, all right, with people listening to it behind glass. Hey, Cousin Lori. Hey, Yvonne. How are you guys? All right. Uh, a lot of the great comedy movies and television shows that you love, there's no audience there, okay? It's later on the audience is in there. Uh, Trey says, I'm buying a ticket to see you when you, when you do, comrade. Yes, Trey. When I do a live show, you guys are going to be there or I'm going to come to you wherever you are, okay? I'm going to be in Phoenix. I'm going to be in St. Louis. I'm going to be in Los Angeles. And we're going to do this. We're going to do it again. But in the meantime... We're going to do it like this. So I'm trying to help people with that. If you're interested in our beginning workshop that's going to teach you how to be able to write, rehearse, and perform comedy in the age of Zoom, write me at comedyschools at hotmail.com. Leave me a message on Messenger. All right? Uh, uh, contact me on Facebook. All right? And uh, I will help you help get you on your way. If you know somebody who you think it will benefit, let them know about it. Okay? Um... I'm starting that this Thursday. Also, April 17th, if you will write me on Messenger or send me an email at comedyschools at hotmail.com, I'm doing my, for, we're doing our, not I, we're doing our first Zoom show, April 17th, comedyschools.com class clown show, April 17th, 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. So, uh, Ethan Watkins says, what do youthful do in comedy shows online? Well, Ethan, I think I just answered, I'm going to do one. We're going to do it. Okay, and they're going to have to be good because you're going to have to hold people's attention. Okay, because they're going to, they're going to, because it's going to be like television where they can flip around. It's not going to be like doing a live show where people feel kind of, oh, I got to sit in my seat here. I can't be rude and get up. Although some people do. I've certainly, certainly had people walk out on some of my shows. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, but uh, I think it's a great idea, Ethan. I think it's what we have to do, and I think it's what we're going to do while this is going on. We're not going to curl up in balls. We're not going to hide in our rooms. We're not going to do it. We may not be, be able to leave our houses, but we're not going to hide in our rooms. We may not be able to go and uh, uh, reach out and touch someone, but we can reach out nevertheless. So that's what I think about it, and I'm doing my first one April 17th. If you're interested in attending that show on Zoom, uh, write me at comedy schools at hotmail.com or send me a message on Facebook Messenger. Don't leave it here. I'll forget. Okay? Craig Jacobson says, love your laugh. You know what, Craig? I'm glad to see you here, man. Craig, you are an inspiration. You're a wonderful guy. So right now, I want to open up. Anything you guys want to talk about? Any of you that are on here? 
like I said, we had some technical difficulties earlier in the evening with Facebook Live. And because of and it seemed to happen every time I touched the screen. It was almost like I was uh, turning it off. Maybe I was hitting the finish button. I have no idea. But if you have any questions right now uh, or anything you want to talk about, you can leave it right here and we will uh, we'll discuss it, okay? Uh, that's one of the cool things about Facebook Live. I can see in real time the things that you, uh, the things that you type in. We've had some good discussions on this show. We talked about is a hot dog a sandwich. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, we talked about the proper way to make a sandwich. Uh, we've talked about uh, music. And by the way, I don't have to talk about music every time. It just, we're reaching around here. We decided we're going to bring this room to you. All the magical, cool little stuff I have sitting in this room right now. Uh, I can bring to you every day. So we just have something to, uh, uh, when did you touch the screen? Oh, <laughs> uh, earlier when I first started, I was scrolling, Greg. And I think both times I scrolled, I hit the finish button and actually knocked us off the air uh, or offline. I don't know if we're on the air or online. We're not on the air. The term on the air comes because radio waves go through the air and then are picked up by antennas. So that was earlier. So I'm not going to do that now because I don't want to risk it now. We're at the end of the show anyway uh, until, uh, until we finish up. All right. So you guys think about it. Tomorrow, Sunday, I'm back at my regular time, 2 p.m. 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. You got to look up when that is where you are because I... Uh, I try to help people, but sometimes I get it wrong. Uh, right now, we are the exact same time as the West Coast because they're in daylight savings time. Uh, Greg Paul says, talk about doubt and how that must be conquered to be a good performer. I, we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, so the first thing to know about doubt is everybody has doubt. Everybody is insecure. All right? There are the creepy crawlies that come popping into your head. A lot of that is projecting negatively in a negative way into the future. And that's why you got to be so in the moment. That's one of the things I love about doing this Facebook Live show or love about performing is during these times, I am totally in, I am totally in the moment. I was looking at my producer was moving around over there for a second. Uh, I am totally in the moment. And um, the uh, concerns of the past and the concerns of the future do not exist because I'm in the moment. The main thing is once you perform, you got to remember this. Okay, so I'm going to show you this, this again, okay? So that is a Bob Dylan album. That is a Bob Dylan album. I think, and many people think, that he's one of the most important musical forces in the 20th century, into the 21st. Other people can't stand him. They don't like his voice. Oh, the songs are boring. All right. So first off to know this, no matter what you do, someone's not going to like it, okay? Someone's not going to like it. There's performers that are huge stars today, and I go, I don't get it. I don't put anybody down. I go, oh, it's like uh, uh, we got a pal in town who I love who always makes fun of Justin Bieber. And I go, you know what? Justin Bieber isn't for you. Justin Bieber is for kids, man. He's not for 50 and 60-year-old guys. Um, so no matter what you do, someone's not going to like it. Someone's going to have a comment on it. You have to set that aside. Okay, there's a great saying. There's a great saying that can help you with doubt. And uh, I get this from 12-step work. And the saying is, the saying is, um, what you think about me is none of my business. Hello, Mary Brown. What you think about me is none of my business. You just have to move forward in faith. But a great way to get over doubt, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be a performer, if you're going to do what we're doing here, 
You know, uh, if you're going to do radio, if you're going to do television, if you're going to do films, if you do live performance, if you're going to do social media reach out, is uh, to do this is to have a good intent. So let me tell you something about you. All of you out there, I know something about you. Okay, and it's a good thing that I know about you. And let me tell you what that good thing is. That when you are being of service to others is when you are at your best. When you are being of service to others is when you are at your best. You know, I've watched people with their children and see the way they are, the way they totally change with their children. I've seen people when they've been giving. I've seen people when they're going the extra mile. That's when they're at their best. So if you're going to be a performer, if you're going to speak in front of people, if you're going to talk, if you're going to sing, if you're going to dance, if you're going to waltz, if you're going to play an instrument, if you're going to be an acrobat, okay, if you're going to paint, all right, if you're going to write, if you're going to draw, do any of those things. Have a good intent. And the good intent is for the people who will experience what you're doing, that you want them to have a wonderful time, that you want to add to their existence. There is that performer who actually takes. There is that performer that performs because they have to suck something from the audience. Yes, all performers need something from an audience. It is part of the way, reason we perform. But if the taking is more than the giving, if the taking is more than the giving, you'll never truly be satisfied. So when you're doing radio, Greg, when I'm doing social media, with Robert Morgan, when you're doing comedy, all right, just to name three people I know that are on here right now, you remember that you're doing it for them and you want to add something to their lives. Uh, Robert Morgan says, you contribute to other people's happiness and you will find, uh, if, you, if you contribute to other people's happiness, you will find the true goal, the true meaning of life, uh, the 14th Dalai Lama. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that the Daily, that's how you'd say it if you're from the Midwest, by the way. Did you ever read that book by the Daily Lammy? He's really good. Who is he? He's that bald-headed guy from, I don't know, Tibet. He's from Tibet. So, uh, Greg, I hope that answers your question about doubt. Okay? Oh, and know this. Someone's going to be better than you. Someone's going to be worse than you. Boxers know this. Uh, I heard it from Mike Tyson. Not personally, but uh, I read it, although I have met him personally. Um, but uh, uh, read it where there's... And I've seen it, you know, in the history of boxing where someone on the top says, there's always someone better than you out there. Trey Goodman says, I'm going to help people and you can't stop me. Uh, there's always someone better out there, okay? There's going to be someone better than you. There's going to be someone worse than you. Too much in America, and maybe this will change now. Was this win-lose? Who's number one? Who's the best? Who's on top? That doesn't matter right now. What matters is, are you contributing all right. Are you giving? Are you tr contributing and are you giving? Um, let's see. Uh, Brianna Sandy says, I performed over 3,700 times and 430 roles and I DJed over 1,000 gigs. Good. And you'll do it again. And we're all going to do this again. So I'm trying to think of a good joke joke to end this on because I'm trying to do that right now. And after that sort of uh, uh, quasi-spiritual thing I just said, I'm trying to think of a good silly uh, joke joke to tell you guys. And I, you know what? For the first time, they're kind of uh, escaping me. Uh, I can't place my, I can't wrap my mind around a good joke joke to tell you right now. Oh, okay, here we go. 
Here we go. All right. This is a joke joke. This falls in the category of uh, 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 somehow uh, up until recently, it became the term dad jokes. It's a dad joke. It's a dad joke. I think it's sad. I think it's kind of funny. And I think it's kind of sad that so many comics spend so much time ripping into other comics. You know, uh, oh, did you hear that? It's bullshit. Oh, that's heck. Oh, that line's no good. Oh, that's a dad joke. Oh, you know what? That's just a bunch of uh, dude jokes. Uh, well, chicks can't do comedy. All the stupid, ugly, sad things that uh, uh, I've heard comics do when we're supposed to be making people laugh. Um, Greg Paul says, uh, what's Moby Dick's father's name? The punchline is a Papa Boner. All right, good, good, good. I'll go with that. Trey Goodman says, don't hate, celebrate. Yes. Okay, so I'm going to tell you a joke joke. This falls in line with I was telling my, uh, my wife and telling others, one of the reasons I think I got into stand-up comedy is my dad was a great joke teller. He was great at telling joke jokes. And uh, when I was a little kid, I used to sit up at night when I was supposed to be asleep and, uh, uh, um, and listen to him as he would tell joke jokes to uh, my grandfathers and my uncles and all their friends. And uh, you used to see the kind of positive vibes he got from that. Jesse Ever says, hell yeah, dude. I've intentionally gotten gigs for other people that I've could gotten for myself and has paid me back a hundredfold. Well, there you go, Jess. There you go. Jesse Ever, a uh, young comic who is uh, hot on the local Phoenix comedy scene right now, has joined us. Hello. Uh, Angela Fox is watching. Hello, Angela. So um, here's the joke joke, and it's kind of long, okay? Uh, and this is the kind of joke used to be able to tell when I used to work in construction or when I was a truck driver, uh, those types of jobs. Um, and uh, here we go, okay? A guy walks into a bar, and in his bar, he's got a, uh, a midget about yay, a little tiny man, a tiny man sitting on his shoulder about yay, about this hall. Uh, if, you, if you're listening on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, I'm holding my hand kind of parallel with the top of my head from the shoulder to my head. The rest you can see it. He walks in, and he's got this tiny man on his shoulder. And a guy walks in, tells the bartender, he goes, drinks, buy a round for everybody in the house. I got money. Pulls out a big wad of money. And the uh, bartender says, okay, okay. And the bartender just goes around and buys, pours drinks for everybody. As soon as he does, the little man drop, jumps off the man's shoulders, kicks every, the drinks out of everybody's hands, punches one guy in the nose, kicks another guy in the shins, and runs up and jumps on the guy's shoulder. Bam. And he goes, oh, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I apologize. I can't, I can't do anything. About, look, the show, there's no hard feelings. Uh, here, here's a tip of 100 bucks for you, uh, Mr. Bartender. And please get everybody around again. Folks, my apologies. I'm sorry. Matter of fact, uh, drinks for the entire evening for everyone. Bartender goes, okay. And uh, the bartender then um, goes out and pours drinks for everybody and says, says, you know, and I'll just keep filling them up. As soon as everybody's got their drink and a guy goes to toast, the little man jumps off the guy's shoulder and runs around and knocks drinks out of every hand, punches the guy in the nose, kicks the guy in the shins, pinches a lady on the ass, okay? Uh, 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 goes around giving raspberries to everybody, like that, jumps back on the guy's shoulder. Bartender goes, what the hell, buddy? And the guy goes, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Listen, to make it up. And the bartender goes, no, no, no. What's with this little guy? He goes, all right. I'll tell you the story. Because years ago, I was in the Air Force, okay? And I had a plane where the engine blew out uh, in the Pacific Ocean, and uh, I had to ditch, and I ended up on an island in the middle of nowhere out in the Pacific Ocean. I was alive, and I, used it, and I found a lamp. And I rubbed the lamp, and a genie popped out. 
And the genie said, I'll give you three wishes. He goes, I can see the helicopters coming for me. For me, I didn't have to wish to be rescued. Okay, so I go, okay. The genie says, I will grant you three wishes. What are your wishes? This guy goes, well, he says, so the first thing I, I, I wished for was all the money in the world and never want or fear for money. And he goes, and I don't have to. Every morning I wake up and there's like $10,000 in my pocket. You know, and if I spend that 10000 I reach there's another 10000 Money, 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 money. It'll make it rain. Make it rain. I got money everywhere. Because that was my first wish. Bartender says, okay. He goes, my second wish, I wished for the most beautiful woman in the world to be my wife. He goes, and my wife is the most beautiful woman in the world. Uh, she could win Miss Universe. She could win Miss United States. She could win Miss America. She could win. As a matter of fact, I asked her not to do those contests because she would just win every contest and would throw it off completely. Bartender goes, okay. He goes, so your first wish was for money? He goes, yes. Second wish was for a beautiful wife? Yes. He goes, and what was your third wish? He goes, my third wish? I wish for a 12-inch prick, and this is what I got. <laughs> okay, that's your joke for Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we talked about Jerry Rice. We talked about Country Jonah Fish. We talked about Bob Dylan. Uh, we're going to be back with you at 2 p.m. tomorrow for our regular half-hour show. We went about an hour tonight. Sorry about the technical difficulties in the beginning, but once we got rolling, we got rolling. I'll take any final thoughts from anybody right now. Otherwise than that, you stay safe, you stay sane, you stay protected, okay? We're going to get through this. We're going to get through this, and we're going to be just fine, all right? My name's Tony Vizic from my producer, who just happens to be my wonderful wife, Shirley Lovisic. I want to thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Always catch us on YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel. Uh, listen to us on ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com and, of course, here on Facebook Live. Good night, everybody. Good night. All right, for all of you on YouTube, okay? Let me say good night to you, too. Okay. the dignity uh, of man and the destiny of man. <laughs> Every night.